Hello, everybody. God bless you and welcome today to More Than Conquerors. We are just delighted to join you and to talk to you today about some things that we know are going to be really, really good. Dominion, that's what we're going to do. Absolutely. Do you ever run into a bully? Do you ever somebody threaten you? Let's talk about uh, Jezebel's very last post or tweet or Facebook post. We'll talk about that because if you get them from people that are bullies, there's a way to deal with it. That's right. We want you to win every time. And that's what this book is written for. See you in a minute. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. talk to you today about some things that I think will really be applicable to your daily life dealing with people. And the Bible's really good about showing you the simple stuff, you know, oh, absolutely. about how to handle unpleasant, unprovoked dynamics and stay in authority, walking in dominion, doing all the things that the Bible tells you from Genesis to Revelation on how the church is supposed to handle things. Amen. But it's not just dealing with people. It's dealing with the demon spirits in people. Yeah, right. You know, you're always just going to have people you deal yeah, with right. that, that it's no big deal. You like something, they don't like it, so what? Who cares? <laughs> but then there's other times you're dealing with a bully. No, that's right. And it, whether, whether it's your child that's being bullied in school or whether it's a, a, a mom that's being bullied or somebody at work is being bullied. Co-worker, it just doesn't matter. neighbor. Uh, yeah. uh, the devil is a bully. That's right. And the way you always handle bullies, you know, is you bust them in the mouth. That's right. <laughs> you know, I talk, yeah. my, I talk, I well, talk. it's just like Goliath, David and Goliath. You hate, David hasted and ran towards Goliath. He didn't back down. No, of course not. You never back down. Never. And I've raised my kids, and I think Dean did, and your kids as well. As you, you're, you're bullied right. by somebody, but if they're bigger than you. Uh, if they come and threaten you and come and deal with you and come and bully you, the easiest way to deal with the bully is to pop him in the mouth. Yeah, just and right you, off the bat. go away. But, but <laughs> there's a spiritual way to deal with that as well. Exactly. And, and so the Bible has all these bullies. Yes. And it tells you how they dealt with bullies. And, and, and I want to bring that back into spiritual authority. That's wonderful. And you brought, up, you brought up David already. So, but uh, uh, we've talked about that a number of times, I think, on the program, where in 1 Samuel 17, that Goliath, uh, who was, you know, somewhere between 9 to 13 feet tall, right. uh, came out as, as the champion of the Philistines against right. Saul in the army of Israel. Right. And uh, twice a day, and it went on for 40, 40 days, days, so 80 times, he came out and made this big speech, and he said, uh, you know, you Philistines, I mean, you, you Israelites are just dogs, and mm-hmm. send a man to fight with me, and if he kills me, then, then the Philistines will be your servants, and if That's I right. kill him, Israel will be our servants. This went on twice a day for mm-hmm. 40 days. And the bad thing about that is, Renee, is that the Bible tells us very plainly that King Saul and all of Israel, all those army guys, right. all those fighters, all those warriors, it says 
the Bible says they were greatly afraid. Right. Many times over the years, I've said that King Saul was scared, and a fox owned somebody come up to me after church and say, Hey, Brother Terry, how do you know that King Saul was scared? I said, Because 1 Samuel 17, verse 11 says, And King Saul <laughs> and all, all the men of Israel were greatly afraid. Right. And so they hid in the fox hole. Right. So uh, anyway, this has been going on for 40 days. And he's making this threat. He's a bully. He's the biggest guy right. on the field. Right. And and, and it, it goes on to tell you how big his, his helmet, what, how much his helmet weighed, how big his spear was, how much his, his, right. his shield was. What a detail. I mean, all that stuff. And so they were scared. And so David shows up on the scene, somewhere around 17 years old, uh, just to bring some food down to his brothers. His daddy had sent him with some cheese and bread and stuff to give to right. his brothers and his commanders and stuff. And so while he's there delivering that stuff to them, here comes Goliath. Right. And he makes the same speech he's made 79 other times. Right. And they've heard it and heard it and heard it. And it says they were all scared. And David didn't say anything about it. He didn't think much about it. didn't say anything about it. Uh, and, and then uh, one of the guys said to David, hey, you heard what's, what the reward is for killing that guy? <laughs> and he said, no, I don't have any idea. And they said, well, whoever kills that guy, right. the king's going to give him the daughter, his daughter to marry, the princess to marry. He's going to make his father's house free in Israel, right. and he's going to give him great riches. And David said, what, 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 what? <laughs> Tell me again. And My so, interest is peaked. So they told yeah. him the second time. Second time. You'll get the princess mm -hmm. to marry, your father's house free in Israel, and, and great riches. David asked him a third time. You read 1 Samuel 17. A third time, David said, <laughs> now what did you say would be done to the guy that uh, kills this fella and takes away the reproach from Israel? And I noticed David never, 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 not once, not ever, referred to him oh, as a giant, right. never called him a never giant, called him a never giant. gave him any honor, never gave him any respect. That's right. In fact, the only thing that he ever used to describe him uh, was yes. that uncircumcised Philistine. Right. I mean, I can almost hear the tone of voice. That's uncircumcised. Baby. That yeah, man was without a covenant. A lot of disdain. He, he didn't have a yeah. covenant. You know, we're, we're, we're covenant people. He's That's not. Right. He's right. a loser. I'm a winner. I can't That's lose. Right. He can't win. Then David knew that. He he had that ingrained in him from studying the Word, being taught the Word, right. and sitting out there all those however many years, playing his heart and writing praise and worship songs and loving God. And it was just ingrained in him. He had already killed a bear. Right. And he had already killed a lion yes. that came out after his daddy's sheep. And he's sitting there praising the Lord and playing his heart. And all of a sudden he hears a meh. And he looks up and a bear's got the sheep or a lion's got the sheep. And he runs off out there just mad, just right. righteously indignant. Right. He says, put that sheep down. That's my daddy's sheep. You're not going to have it. And, 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 and we see these paintings all the time in big mu in museums and in Bibles uh, of David with his slingshot off about 40 yards right. uh, hitting the lion or the bear, uh, you know, that's got the sheep in his mouth. That's not what David said. He said, I went out and took it out of his mouth. Right. And he said, then when he rose against me, when he tried to attack me, he said, I caught him by his beard right. and killed him. And he said to Saul, said, this, this uncircumcised Philistine will be just like the lion and the bear. In other words, they'll be, he'll be graveyard dead because I can't lose. And so David went out against him. And when, when, uh, when he got out there, the first thing this bully did is begin to bully him. Right. And he began to tell him, uh, you're just a dog. I'm a man of war. You're just a youth. Why would you send me that dog out here? Yeah, I'm going to kill you and eat you and, you know, just what the devil does. Right. You know, I'm going to yes. kill you this time. I'm going to kill your kids. I'm going to kill your husband. I'm going to kill your wife. I'm going to take right. your business. I'm, I'm going right. to get you this time. You might have got away last time. You're not getting away this time. And you can't stop that, Renee. You, can, you can't stop the devil cursing you. It says it, it said Goliath cursed, cursed David, David by, by his, his demon gods. gods. Yes. 
And so you, that's what the devil's going to do to you he'll, because he tries to operate with his big weapon, fear. And exactly. remember what I've told you time after time after time again, fear and faith cannot live yeah. in the same, same house. house. You cannot operate in fear and operate in faith. Fear will get you killed. And uh, and so you can't stop it, though. The devil's going to curse you. That's right. And I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take you. I'm gonna... And so when then verse 45 is one of the most important verses in the whole story. It says, then said David to the Philistine, you always have to answer a bullet. Well, you always stories, have to deal with a bullet. All of these stories, Terry, you know, that, that, that we refer to from the Old Testament to the New is that it's a pattern of immediate response back to anything right. that a bully, hell, demons, people, <laughs> anything. You have an immediate response. Back. No, it won't be like that. I, you know, even if you're sitting in a doctor's office and they come and they tell you something terrible is, you know, going to happen sure, and your body's already this way and, and there's no cure for it and mm -hmm. nobody can fix this and we're just sending you home to die. You have to say... Thank you for your service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I appreciate your education and no disrespect, but I am mm -hmm. going to live and not die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to overcome this and the God that I serve will deliver. There has to be a declaration. There has you to know. be. You have to answer a bully and there right. has to be a declaration whenever you receive that kind That's of right. that kind of slapping you in the face. Yeah. All of this is a pattern back, to show you, you what to do. But you don't just come back with some little charismaniac <laughs> idea that you no. thought of. You come back with what God's already that's said. That's right. And that's what David did. David said, Written promises. Says, then said David to the Philistine, you yeah. come to me with a sword and shield and spear. I come to you yes. in the name of the Lord God of hosts, Hallelujah. the God of the armies of Israel who yes. you have defied. And this day, this is a 17 year old kid, but doesn't you have a pocket knife? <laughs> this day, well, I'll take your head picture. off your shoulders and feed what your carcass to the, to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field because the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord. Wow. See, David quoted to him out of Chronicles. Yeah. He'd been sitting out there studying that and meditating right. that, and that's where he got that. He didn't make that up. The battle's no, not no. yours. No, no. He got that from the scriptures they that's had trained right. him in since he was a baby. Since for the battle is the Lord's, and he'll fight my battle the for Lord me. The Lord our God will fight me. for us. And so then he ran, as you said, he hasted. He ran towards right. Goliath, threw the, slung the stone, hit him, cut his head off, and brought the bloody thing back up to King's Hall. So I don't think it'll bother you anymore. And, uh, <laughs> but he dealt with that bully. Yes. And then I, I, I said earlier in the, in the beginning uh, that uh, the very last tweet that Jezebel had the very last Facebook post, the very last, you know, communique was as a bully. Yes. She's the queen. Right. And she hates the prophet Elijah. Yes, she does. And Elijah has just, you'll find this story in the 19th chapter of 1 Kings. Elijah has just, I mean, done a miracle of miracles of miracles by Almighty God. That's right. Uh, he, there hadn't been any rain, it's a drought. Well, and uh, he walked up, Elijah the prophet walked up to King Ahab, who was a bad guy. The Bible said ain't nobody bad as Ahab. Said he, nobody, it said, sold himself to, to, to evil and to the devil like Ahab did. The yeah. only person any worse than Ahab was his wife, was Jezebel. His wife Jezebel. And that so Elijah, Elijah came up and gave him a message. He said, listen, gather to me on Mount Carmel. I've been to Mount Carmel. You probably have yes. too. I've been yeah. up to Mount Carmel when this happened. And he said, gather unto me in Mount Carmel. All the men of Israel, and you bring all the 450 prophets of Baal, the demon god, 
and you bring all the 400 prophets of the groves that eat at Jezebel's table, and you yeah. bring them all to me, and we'll see whose God is God. Yeah. And so they did. You all know the story. They got there, and Elijah said, now they're all gathered there. And Elijah said, okay, you you, you 850 prophets. said, you uh, let's put an altar out here, and let's kill a bull, and let's put him on a bullet and put him on the altar. And uh, you guys call on your God, and you call on your gods, and you call on your gods, and you do whatever you need to do and take all the time you well, want. doesn't matter to me. And you call fire down from heaven and let your God consume the sacrifice. And he said, if he does, I'll serve him. Right. We'll all serve him. He said, but he's not going to. So when y'all get through, you just do everything you want to do. Just when you get through, let me know. And uh, I'll call on my God, the Lord God, Jehovah, the only God, the only true God. And uh, he'll burn this thing up. Right. And then when he does, I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> and so they did. They gathered the, the wood and the sacrifice and wow. built the altar. And, wow. and uh, they called on their gods. They cut themselves. They were cutters. They, yeah. they ripped their clothes. Right. They, they danced and they did. They just did all kinds of demonic activities. And it went on forever and ever. And Elijah yeah. made fun of him. He wasn't very politically correct. <laughs> he's, ah, oh, your God's asleep. He's gone on a trip. He's right. not listening. What's wrong? How come he's not, you know, and just made fun of him. And they cut themselves and danced and yelled. And this went on forever. And finally, there's worn out and nothing's happened, you know. So finally, Elijah said, okay, it's my turn. Y'all getting the visual of all of this? And so, so Elijah, Elijah said, my turn. I'm going to call on my God now. But let's make it really double hard. Let's, he said, y'all get some barrels of water and just pour on top of that thing. Wow. In, fact, in fact, dig a trench around the around the altar and just pour enough water on it to soak the sacrifice, soak the altar, run off on the ground, fill up the trench. And he said, my God's going to take care of it. What courage. And so he... Uh, they did, and he did. He called on God, and fire came from heaven, consumed the sacrifice, consumed the altar, consumed the water, all water, of it. All of it. And so then Elijah just takes a sword and kills them all. Yes, he does. That'd be a hard job, you know, killing 850, 850 guys. The preacher. Yeah, the preacher. The preacher, the preacher and the Satanist. <laughs> and, uh, That's exactly He right. just kills them all. And wow. so uh, then he tells Elijah, he says, hey, buddy, it's not going to rain until I say so, and I'm about to say so. And so... Uh, he left, and so Ahab, the king, goes back crying to Jezebel, as he always did. Wow. And he said, you know what Elijah did? He came in and he killed all those prophets that eat at your table. Boy, she got mad. So she sent him a message. Right? Yes, she did, too. She got out her little smartphone, and she sent him a tweet. She sent him a message. She sent him a Facebook. She sent him, I mean, she, she yes, sent him a message. That's right. Her last message. Her last message. And here's what it says in the message, chapter 19 and verse... Two, it says, Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods, plural, do to me and more also. In other words, what you just did to the prophets of Baal, let the gods do to me and even more if, if I make not your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. In other words, she said, you killed all of them. That's right. 24 hours, you're a dead man. I'm coming after I'm you. I'm coming after yeah. you, and this time tomorrow, you're going to be as dead as all those guys are dead. And if not, let the gods kill me. Yeah. That's her last message. Boy, she was, she was the authority. She was the queen. She was the law. She was in charge. She had more resources. <laughs> oh, she had a whole armies at her That's disposal. Right. But That's you know, right. Elijah had more with him. That's right. And uh, 
So that was her big deal. You're a dead man. You're dead. You know, the doctors may have told you, you're a dead man. You're a dead woman. That's right. You've got stage whatever, you know, whatever, and you're, you're dead. There's no hope. Or the IRS may have told you, or your boss may have told you, or whoever else may have told you something. Some thief, some gunman. I've had gunmen in my face. I've been shot at a bunch of times sure. over the years. It didn't work. And uh, I've had people tell me, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do You always have to deal with that with the Word of God. That's how you handle a bull, and that's how you handle situations like that. So anyway, uh, so Elijah shows up the next day. He's supposed to be dead. He's not even scared. He's not even hiding. He shows up the next day at a vineyard right. that uh, that Jezebel has acquired for her husband because he wanted this vineyard so badly, but a guy named Naboth owned it, and he tried to get Naboth to sell it, and he wouldn't sell it, and he tried to get him to trade properties, and he wouldn't do that. So he went he go, he went back to Jezebel and cried and sucked his thumb and said, ah, that guy won't give me the vineyard. I want that vineyard. Honey, you just take a nap. Mama will fix this for you. And so she goes to have Naboth killed. She's evil. Yeah, true. And had his sons killed. And then she comes back oh, to Abraham. To, she comes back to Ahab. Then and says, "Okay, honey, Mama fixed it for you. Go down and get that vineyard. I got it for you. Go, go take possession." Wow. He's so happy, King Ahab, and he gets up and he goes down there to take possession of uh, the vineyard. But when he did, this is in chapter twenty-one now. When he did, mm. Elijah walks in. Wow! And it scared Ahab so badly. He said, "Elijah, my old enemy, yes. have you found me?" He said, you better believe I found you. Not only have I found you, I know what you did. And he said, because of what you've done, you are a dead man. And the same dogs that licked the blood of Nabal. That's right. I will lick your blood. And by the way, that perverted woman you're married to, she's a dead woman. Now, she said she's going to kill Elijah. Right. But Elijah said she's a dead woman. He said, she's a dead woman and the dogs are going to eat her body. And there won't even be enough left of her to anybody to recognize to bury that's what the prophet said. And I tell you what, y'all know the story. Ahab went into war. Somebody shot an arrow, pierced him. He bled out in his chariot and died. Uh, the, 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 the commanders told the young soldiers to take the king's chariot down to the water and wash all this blood out of it. And when he did, here came the dogs and licked that blood, just like the prophet said. Yeah. And then in Acts chapter, uh, Kings chapter, Second uh, Kings chapter 9, uh, Elijah told one of the young men that was a prophet, the son of the prophet, he said, go down here, down, down the road here and, and uh, take this box of oil and ask for a soldier by the name of Jehu, pour it over his head and say, the, thus saith the Lord, I've anointed you the king of Israel. And so this young man went and knocked on the door and said, I need to see Ahab. I mean, I need to see Jehu. And Jehu came to the door and said, what can I do for you, son? And he said, I've got a word for you. So I need we need to go to the back room. And so they went to the back room and the young man poured the oil over his head, the symbol of the Holy Spirit, the anointing oil. And he said, thus saith the Lord, you're the king of Israel. And so Jehu said, well, if I'm the king, I think I'll just go kill all Ahab's kids. I think he had like 70 kids. Yeah. Right. He said, I'll just go kill them all. And so he did. He took off and, and uh, uh, two, of, two of the kings met him in, in route of Ahab's sons, met yeah. him in route. And they said, hey, Jehu, do you come in peace? He said, no, I don't come in peace. And he said, uh, what do you know about peace? And because of the whoredoms and the witchcraft of your mother, I'm going to kill all of you. Amen. And so he, they turned around, took off running in their chariots. Right. And uh, he took an arrow and shot one, killed him, took an arrow and shot the other and wounded him. And he died later. Then he rode on into the town of Jezreel where Jezebel lived. And she heard, the Bible says she heard he was coming. Wow. 
And it says she painted her face yeah. and she plaited her hair and she ran to the window and threw the window open so she could see Jehu ride into town, the king. And he rode into town in his chariot and he looked up and saw Jezebel in the window and, and there's a soldier up there by her and he said, throw that woman out the window. So that soldier just grabs her and pitches her out the window. And the Bible says she fell at Jehu's feet, landed, and the, her blood splattered upon his horses and splattered upon the building. And then Jehu just ran over with his chariot. And uh, then he went in the house and had something to eat. And they came to, uh, after he got through eating, he said to some of the guys in the house, he said, you know, that woman is the daughter of a king, so I guess you ought to go bury her. And uh, they said, yes, sir. And they ran out to bury her. And they came back in a few minutes. They said, uh, king, uh, there's nothing left to bury. The, the dogs ate her. He said, all that's left is her skull and, and, and the palms of her hands and, and her feet. And that's exactly what Elijah said would happen to her. Amen. That's I right. mean, he dealt with that bully. She sent him a message and said, in 24 hours, you're a dead man. Well, there's a lot to be said, Terry, in the, in the whole uh, context of the word of God relating to us is that God's trying to put on the inside of us that spirit of the warrior mm -hmm. to, to run to run and hasten Raise your towards kids as warriors. To run and hasten towards the giant. Mm -hmm. yes. To take that dominion. To not allow anything to be a threat against you. And that's why we want to always encourage you to pray with your children. Pray with your spouse. Pray with people and in your family. And tell them these Old Testament yes, stories. Yes, build faith Show them all the time. Who God is and what God did and what He can do, and don't that's ever let right. them forget it. You know, the Bible says in Psalm seventy-eight that it says that those. Right. The, the, the children of Israel were dressed and ready and armed for battle. Had all the weapons. Ready to go to battle. Had all the stuff. And they turned coward, turned around, and went back. And it says the reason they did, the reason they turned tail and right. ran, the reason they were cowards, it says because their parents had not told them right. the great facts <laughs> of what that. God had done yeah. in Israel. They should have told them, God split the Red Sea and we right. walked over on dry land. God gave us manna from heaven and quailed eat. God gave us water out of a rock. They should have told those stories. Well, my you grandmother, tell those stories. my grandmother, your grandparents, people in the family, I would just sit with rapt attention oh, at yeah, their feet too. while they would tell me the stories. And I got to where I knew them, a lot of them, and I'd say, Grandma Inez, tell me that story sure. about World War II sure. when you were doing this, and tell me about this in World War One, And telling your children the great facts of God's dealings yes. with you, them about how God's helped you. Yes. I mean, you've got so many stories. Yes. I mean, all of us telling them and training them to pray fierce, loud, commanding prayers yes. Yes. Uh, over the and things. Tell that, the stories. And tell, tell the, the stories so that you eliminate the effect of a bully in real life coming against them. And, you know, that's what we've been trying to talk to you about is yes. that dominion, Spiritual that authority, authority, authority uh, everything that Jesus said, to, uh, go and, you know, take up serpents, cast out devils. <laughs> I mean, that's a real act. Act like active, a Christian. Yeah, act like a Christian. Well, we, we're so glad you've joined us today. We're going to be right back in just a moment. Over 20 years ago, Terry and Jackie Mize began the Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation we say JMICF. And we wanted to talk to you today and invite you to join and work with us in a worldwide effort to minister, help, and deliver really children from around the world. We work with orphanages, even human trafficking centers. We work to help widows and displaced women. And we are working daily 
um, more than ever before because there's so many great needs around the world to work with orphanages and to help children that are really in desperate, dire need. I found two verses in the Bible, Proverbs 24:11, that says, deliver those who are drawn away to death and those who totter to the slaughter, hold them back from their doom. And then in Proverbs 31, it says that we have got to speak up for those who don't have anyone to speak up for them. You know, JMICF wants to do this all year long. So we invite you to help us. And then also TMM, we take care of all the administrative costs also for JMICF as well as Terry uh, in his traveling ministry. So we are so grateful for anyone that can give us a partnership <laughs> endorsement and help us reach the world through JMICF. God bless you and thank you again. Well, we're trying to help you in every way that we possibly can uh, to live through and overcome the most dangerous, complicated age probably that there's ever been on the planet. Absolutely. And so we want to pray for you today and help you uh, just, you know, call on that fierce Holy Ghost anointing that's on the inside of you. Darling. Absolutely. Renee and I have told you many times we want you to live as, be as fierce as an Old Testament warrior and yet have all the kindness, gentleness, mercy, grace, faith. Uh, of a New Testament believer. You can do both. And you can do both, but you need to know when to do which. Father, in the name of Jesus, yes. we pray for every person listening to us today. Amen. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of the covenant and the covenant of blood, that they are blood warriors. Yes. They are conquerors Fierce, more than. They don't back down from hell. Fearless. They don't back down from the devil. Yes. And every time they get a bad report, I don't care if it's from medical science or from employment, I don't the government. I don't care where that's it's right. from. When that's they right. get a report that's contrary you, to the word of God, I pray they we rise up strong in faith and begin to declare the word of God that's and to right. get in the word and find out what word applies to their situation and begin to declare that. And we decree in the name of Jesus, they'll come out victorious as more than conquerors. In Jesus' name, God bless you. <laughs> Write us and tell us what's going on. That's Send right. us praise reports, testimonies, we a prayer request. We want to hear it. So remember that in any and all circumstances, no matter what's going on, you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. God bless you. See you next time. out here walking around in uh, South Texas and it's a hard country and a tough country and I came across a sign that said uh, keep out and uh, the keep out sign tells me something it tells me that uh, the owner of the land doesn't want you to go in there you know the owner always has rights and there's an old argument in the church that says well you know who owned the Garden of Eden did God own the garden and just let Adam be the steward of it or did God just give it to Adam outright and Adam was the owner of it and it's an old argument in the church. And I've always said, that's no argument at all. Uh, I can tell you in a split second who was the, who was the owner uh, just by asking you one question. Who got kicked out? 
Adam got kicked out. God didn't get kicked out. God kicked Adam out of the garden. And that tells us who the true owner is. God owned the garden, still does. And he puts Adam there as steward, told him he could enjoy it. He could play with his wife, play with his kids, play with the animals, enjoy the trees, the, the flora, the fauna. But don't you ever forget, when you look at those trees in the middle of the garden, that reminds you who the owner is. You know, I've got a sermon I preached for years called Every War is Fought Over Who Owns What. And we need to settle in our own spirit, our own heart, that God is the owner. He's our source. We don't own it. We're not in competition with Him. We're simply His steward. And I'm glad that He's the Father and I'm the Son. Remember this, you're more than conquerors.